Number 38. All right, so here we go, episode 38. Uh, today is a very special day. It's your birthday. 49, dude. Can I just say you're 50? No. Why not? Because 50 is going to be a big celebration for us. But will you actually celebrate? Yeah, I will actually for 50. Really? Yeah, like, man. I, I was telling, I don't know, I think I was talking to my mom yesterday, and I was like, she's like, oh, what are you doing for your birthday? And like, she's like, I said, how does it make you feel that like I'm getting closer to 50? And she's like, you know, she's 81. So, you know, I'm the youngest of seven. And, uh, you know, every year is like I'm reminded on my birthday because I get so many messages from people, and it's like crazy that. Like, it's the time flies, and I feel as good as I felt. I like your shirt, by the way. You do? What do you think of yeah. that shirt? I think we should brand that thing. What Did you? Wh- who made that for you? I made it for myself. Wow. I wore it to the Olympia in 2018. Yeah, so that's one of our sayings. <laughs> we, we walk in all these places, and people sometimes people get offended, you know? Yeah. People get really <laughs> mad at me. They'll be like, are you calling my place a dump? I'm like, everywhere is a fucking dump, dude. So yeah, seriously, it's, though, it's, it's, it's your birthday, and... You don't ever, every time, every year your birthday comes around, we're like, we're going to do something for your birthday. And you're like, no, I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to do nothing. Are you going to do anything for your birthday? Yeah, you know, I've, I've thought about the last few years. And I mean, you know, I remember I was traveling one year. And I, I mean, I don't know. We'll do something. We'll do, we'll celebrate. It's not just that one day, right? That's not necessarily what I'm worried about. Every day uh, for you is a, a Every, every day. A yeah. So, like, you know, I can't imagine being 49 and looking back and reminiscing because it seems like just yesterday I was, uh, you know, starting this journey or even in high school, like doing what I do. And, you know, it's, uh, bodybuilding was like so great to me. And, and I always try to be like that guy that stays like looking a certain way, you know, when you're kind of viewed upon that's, that's the hard part about being me is like, people have this visual of what they expect, right? So when they come to the expos and they're waiting in line and they're watching everything that I do and, you know, everyone's still expecting you to have the big arms and, like, still have that stature. And, you know, I feel tiny compared to what I used to be. And, you know, you saw me at my biggest. It's just, like, crazy that, you know, now it's your your hero gets closer to 50, you know? (laughs) You know what I think? I felt the same way about Arnold, you know? Arnold, I mean, he just turned, I think he just turned 75. 75, right? I think it's always funny when we go to expos and you'll, you'll, I pay attention to what people's mannerisms mm-hmm. are and how they look at you. And you'll hear people go, Oh my God, look at how fucking big he is. He's yeah. massive. And I'm thinking like, it's like 70 pounds smaller than he was. He isn't, he isn't big at all. Yeah. The now. good thing is, is I've been able to maintain like decent arms. You know, a lot of guys like shrivel down and, you know, although I don't have the, the width anymore, like it's still, you know, I'm still wider than the average. And, you know, don't worry. You'll get there, man. You'll get there, and it's, get where what? You'll get to that age. I'm, I've been to that age. No, no. You're, you're how many years younger you are? What five, six? Yeah. Like so, yeah. But you're a, healthy, though. No, it's and that's the thing. And and uh, you know, I was having this conversation because it was Derek Farnsworth a couple couple of days ago. It was his birthday, and uh, you know, he actually was the one. I don't know if you knew this, but he actually kind of got me founded when I started off. So I was training at a gold's gym in Worcester mass. And of course I made progress from the age of 18. I started training and, and uh, you know, I had these really big legs and this guy from American sports network, it was a show based in California uh, called American muscle. His name was Luz wick. And he used to call around to all the gyms and he'd say, Hey, is there any new talent? You know, is there anyone that has potential? And it's funny because Derek's like lived 
he lived a couple towns over from me and he was like a, a pretty well-known local bodybuilder. And, uh, he said, Oh, there's this kid that's supposedly really good. And I don't think he even had seen me before, but he had heard through the grapevine. Like back then, of course, it was just like word travel from gym to gym. You know, people, yeah. I don't even think like we just had launched cell phones at that point. And, uh, he's like, uh, there's this kid with really big legs, young kid. So the guy literally blind called the gym. He's like, Hey, who is the young kid with the big legs? You know? So they started, he started calling. He's like, listen, I want to possibly give you a sponsorship. And it got me excited, even though it was kind of bullshit. Uh, he's like, got me motivated to, to train. So I, you know, lose the wick was, you know, he was running these muscle mania shows at the time. And those were like traveling shows. So they would, you know, have, uh, in every major city. So they had like one that was kind of near me in Rhode Island and, you know, they would be all in California and all New York and all these other states. And uh, next thing you know, you know, he kind of motivated me to keep training. And, uh, you know, I end up doing the teen nationals because of him. But so Derek and I were talking about this and we we're talking about, you know, how we started bodybuilding. And I remember seeing him in the gym and I used to go in the gym and it was almost like he trained super hard and I would always be more motivated. So we used local people because we only had the magazines then we weren't seeing people on social media, which is what people use for motivation now or YouTube or whatever else. We didn't have any of that. So you had to go by what was in front of you. And I used to watch him train and he was super strong even back then. And he was, like I said, one of the more established local bodybuilders. And, uh, you know, I, I was saying, man, like it's so crazy how things change and how I got into bodybuilding with the mindset, uh, you know, never planning to even leave that region or even be better than beyond that region, right? Your yeah. local champ. And he, um, you know, was getting publicity in like a few books and whatever he was on American Muscle. Like people talked about him locally. And I was like, man, if I could just get to that level. And, uh, you know, but we didn't make any money doing it. You know, he was working, I think, in prison or something or doing something with, with, uh, you know, criminal, criminal justice or something. And I was aspiring to be a criminal justice major and, uh, working like security jobs. And I worked on a golf course and I did all this stuff. And, you know, my dream was to just be able to afford, um, through my job, my gym membership. And eventually that was given to me for free, uh, just to compete. And then, uh, with hopes of like going to California and lose the wick, taking me away from Massachusetts and, making my dream come tr through and train at Gold's Gym Venice, you know, I, I end up finding my own way there and, you know, my relationship with Ed Connors and all that stuff. But man, did I ever think I was going to make a dollar doing this stuff to, to what I did was crazy. Yeah. What do you, so now you're, you're, you're 49 now. And is there anything that, that you look back on throughout your career that you're like, I wish I would have done this? Yes. I, what, I wish I would have actually learned language. Mm -hmm. Like I was in, in high school, you have to take some sort of foreign language and we took Spanish. Mm -hmm. Most people chose Spanish or French. And for me, I never realized the importance of the, the languages and the cultures that I traveled to. And I never took the time, you know, to learn German or Spanish or uh, Portuguese. Uh, I think those would be the main languages that I wish I learned. Um, you know, early on, I think it's, you know, it's not too late now because I know people are going to comment and they're going to say, well, you can still learn it. But I did so much business in these international countries. I mean, you did also. Mm -hmm. 
and we still do, yeah. that it would be very, very helpful to be able to do that. I mean, I admire these people that speak, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, like, like all these languages, right? I don't yeah. even know. There's probably set, like way Tons more of, than, yeah. yeah. You're just thinking of the main languages. Yeah. Is there anything like, like that you look back outside of that, like business-wise? Is there, is there anything like any accomplishment that you wish you would have had? Or is there something where you're like, maybe I wish I wouldn't have done this or didn't do this or... No, I mean, you know, when you start off and you had the vision of, like, I told you I was doing bodybuilding for fun. I never planned on making a living at it, but I was okay with that. Now today, it's kind of funny because, I, you know, I promote these amateur shows and I watch people time and time again come to these events and sometimes they don't really progress. And I'm like, why do you keep doing this? But I understand I have to kind of reset my mind a little bit because the gym was my savior. The gym saved me. I believe because I was at a huge crossroad and a lot, not a lot of people know this. So my brothers, you know, I grew up, you know, my dad was a hard, hard worker and my mom and my dad separated when I was four and it affected me a lot. And my dad, you know, my mom moved to Florida shortly after and my dad, you know, and my brothers and sisters, we all lived in one house and, you know, my dad and I slept on bunk beds in our actually living room because we had, you know, I had three brothers, three sisters and, you know, we just didn't have enough bedroom space. So, yeah. uh, you know, we, which today I'm sure that they would, no one would really approve of that, right? Oh, you'd have some, some, yeah. <laughs> some child abuse. Or so, yeah. so, you know, my dad worked, he was highway superintendent. My brother started a concrete business when I was around 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And basically my after school school vacations weekends were spent going to work with them because it was almost like, okay, they were watching over me. But at the same time, we were very self-sufficient. I remember even at like eight, nine years old, we didn't really have curfews or anything like that. My dad wasn't super strict. And my brothers always used to kind of joke to me and say, this is all going to be yours someday. But I did that from 11 to 18 till I started. So we went to college and I feel like I kind of went to college as kind of like a escape from having to continue to work in the family business because number one it was really hard to work with my brothers because our personalities were a lot different but we would work 14 15 hour days every single day i mean they were young enough there was a 10 years age gap between my myself and my youngest brother and they're all a year apart so for me it was just like man i just don't want to work this hard like this isn't i want to actually get out of here especially like coming up in a different era and people went to college. Like none of my brothers and sisters went to college except the sister that was a year older than I than I was. Mm-hmm. She went to school in DC. But uh, for me, I just was like, okay, I can escape this by going to college. I'm not really sure what I want to do. Well, maybe I'll take up criminal justice because it seems like a lot of people are correctional officers or become police officers. So I really wasn't passionate. And I feel a lot of kids at 18 probably are in that position. But it kept me from getting stuck in the family business. And then once, you know, I started, um, you know, working out in, in, when I was in college, next thing I knew I was like in love with the gym and I was working odd jobs around that to, to, you know, gather an income, which was a lot different. Cause I made a lot of money in high school working in the family business because I worked so many hours. I made like seven fifty an hour, but you figure you're working, you know, 70, 80 hours a week. The payments were quite up. a bit. Yeah. So, so for me, it was kind of an escape at the time. And, and when I was looking at bodybuilding, I thought, number one, everyone was rich. 
based on the books yeah. uh, with the fancy cars and the beautiful women and all that. And, uh, you know, I really didn't care if I really ever made money, which was the crazy thing. But at the same time, like once I started to learn it, I said, wow, there's actually potential to do something in this and actually make money. Yeah. So, so you're 49 now and the industry seems to have gone in a different direction than it was. And like I said, you're healthy. And a lot of people say bodybuilding can't be done and you can't stay healthy. Like, what do you have to say to that? Yeah, you know, it's kind of like, it's like a shame on me when I say I think it can be healthy because obviously people talk about like um, PEDs and whatever else, you know, and I talk about the food, you know, that's what I talk about more is the amounts of food that you have to eat in order to continually grow, especially in the bodybuilding side. But back then we were never scared of dying. Like I feel like today... Um, a lot of people are kind of scared of dying. Like they get in and they're like, oh, I don't want to get that big because I don't want to die, you know? Yeah. Where like no one really was in bodybuilding and dying from like so-so bodybuilding. And I feel like today people look at that different. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Because of the, because of the, the people that have passed? I just think that people, um, you know, they're, they're just, there's a lot of, worse information out there i feel that like it was when i started it was minimal everything like i remember starving through my diets and you know bodybuilding wasn't pushed to the level that it's at like the guys weren't as big right yeah so you actually had to really go into a deficit in order to get in great shape i mean and then i got in late into my career and it was like i remember how much food i had to eat to maintain the size and it was like it was a problem with i just can't eat enough I mean, we've seen this with, with pretty much everyone. I mean, you're close to Regan. He probably has trouble eating to maintain. Flex Lewis, we saw he, I yeah, mean, he, he had, he had eating digestive. Issues. I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at a lot, a lot of these guys. It's the the food is so hard to do. We saw Hunter Labrada's going through something where he's drinking it. I remember Dexter saying for years he just drank protein shakes. And I don't know if that's like that's not exciting to. And when I was bodybuilding. Like, remember, shakes weren't really relevant. Like, it came later. But we were taught that basically you had to, you know, stay on a a six-meal-a-day diet. And it wasn't extreme amounts of food. Like, the meat wasn't 12, 15, because I wasn't that big either. I just think the food has become such um, just higher calories to be able to maintain more size that it's really affected people, in a sense. And I feel that... That leads to over overusing compounds. You know, we talk about, you know, coming on and off cycles, you know, and now, of course, everyone's kind of on like, oh, I'm cruising with, you know, still a dosage. And I don't think that's necessarily the right thing. Some of the guys will, will talk about their cruising dose, and a lot of it is as high as guys years yeah. ago took. And, you know, we've, we've touched on this. Yeah. But, like, we, you know, I was saying to Derek, like, we never thought about, oh, with the risk of health, right? Because maybe we were younger, too, and I think that you think, oh, it's it's never going to happen to me. And now we've lost a lot of people around us, uh, which is a huge eye-opener. Yeah. Um, but I don't think people should be scared, like, steer away from bodybuilding because it's just not healthy in a sense. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you could kind of take your own path, and there's a lot of divisions you can do now, and I think that's why... 
you know, having a weight restriction with certain, you know, with certain people, it's, it works well, I, I feel. I don't think that they should constantly, I know there's talk now like, oh, they need to, they need to boost the weight in like classic or whatever. These guys are big. They still. are big. Yeah. They're big. Boost the weight for what? Then that, I mean, is it, is it height or is it weight? It, whatever for classic, there's a certain weight for how tall you are. Okay. That you can be and. Like if I remember it, I think Seabum said he could still add like another eight pounds to his frame, mm. and he's already the biggest dude up there, and he can get bigger. So why would you need to up the? I don't, I don't under, I don't understand that. But no, I see, I see what you're saying. A lot of the guys now are. I mean, I know back in the day, you and Ronnie were really big, but there's a lot of guys now that are just really big. Yeah, and I always said I got too big, but it became like a full time job. But you know, really, you know what this all circles back to is like. I loved bodybuilding because it made me feel good. Yeah. So if I never made a dollar, I still would have gone to the gym. Like today, you know, all this branding and everything, like, yes, it, it revolves around me still working out because that's what people want to see me do and yeah. hear about me doing. But, like, I don't necessarily get paid to go to the gym on a daily basis, and indirectly I do. But at the same time, like, I, you know I still love to train. It's still my yeah. favorite thing. You'll and, still go train at midnight yeah, or 1 and, in the morning and and I don't really like to miss, like we still travel and I go to all these places because I'm still enthused about going to the gym every day. And that's, that's really hard to do. Like in people's mind is like, how are you still so motivated to do it? And the truth is, is I just, I get into this zone when I work out and it puts me in a good headspace. and it's a type of therapy and it all reverts back. It's kind of funny because, you know, when I go, when I first started, it was like to avoid working in the family business mm -hmm. and it made me relieve a lot of that stress. And then it became a career and I started, it became a job. And now it's reverted back to being a stress reliever and doing it for fun and doing it on my terms and eating certain foods on certain days that I, you know, do or don't want to eat. Um, but I always said like for 50, that's going to be the difference. I'm going to do that crazy transformation. And I said, it's either going to take six, eight or 10 months to be my absolute best for 50. I want to be in great condition. I want so, to be. So to, what, what would be the best for you? You want to get leaner than you've ever I want been? to get leaner and I want to get fuller. So I, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm in all seriousness. I look at Mike O'Hearn and I'm like, damn, that guy's impressive for, yeah. I mean, he's 50. What is he now? Three 50, or 50, I think so. I always think it's funny when, when people, they get so upset about if he's natural or not. And it's like, why do you give a shit? Look how he yeah, looks. Yeah. Whatever he's doing, I, I want to do it. Yeah, and, and like he consistently looks that way. Look at yeah. Simeon Panda. I mean, they always say like his genetic, like he looks great all the time too. You know, and we've we've traveled with Mike around the world, and, and he, mm -hmm. I honestly think he stays on a more regimented diet than anyone I've ever seen in my life. We went to Dubai, yeah. and if you remember, I flew, we, we kind of met up in the airport, and we were like already in some foreign territory. And, dude, he was eating cream of rice out of a Tupperware container. I'm like, where did you get He's like, oh, well, she packed it. Mona packed it. He had, like, uh, 10 meals with him. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking in my head, like, here I am, <laughs> like, one of the most decorated bodybuilders, like, of our era, right? And he's still doing more than me. Yeah. I mean, look, his strength is still there. His He looks the same. He hasn't changed. And I remember, I forgot where we were going, but... Their flight got canceled, and they got stuck in Detroit for, like, six or eight hours. And I remember Mona, like, like I got to figure out how to get Mike food because his yeah. food's going to run out, and he's not going to have food because his alarm goes off every three hours. And as soon as it goes off, he eats. 
and that that's, but, that's but dedication. What I love about that is like I sit there and preach over and over is the nutrition aspect. And, you know, today meal prep has kind of taken, you know, we, we obviously we work with Trifecta and, you know, they provide meals, right? I mean, a lot of us do a la carte, but, man, we didn't have that. And, and Mike's old school like that where I think he works with Icon. Icon. Yeah, Icon. but he... I'm sure she still preps the food based yep. on, okay, we're going to travel and we need to have this much protein versus carbohydrates, fats, whatever. But it's so precise. Yep. And that's really what keeps bodies on top. And it also helps with the mental capacity. And I remember when I taped that diet that Chris Aceto wrote me back in 1993, 92, 93, I taped that six meals a day on my refrigerator and I followed that sucker to a T, bro. And when I said to a T, like I didn't reverse meal four and six and like it was to a T, one, two, three, four, five, six. And I never changed the order of the food. So it was like egg whites and oatmeal for breakfast. Meal two was chicken and rice. Meal three, steak and potato. Like it was on point every single day. My mom would go to the PX because my dad, my stepfather was in the military then. She moved back to the, to the, uh, to Massachusetts and she, would actually uh, help me get the food. And I would prep that food. You know, I, I made a little kitchen downstairs in my, my dad's basement, you know, until I moved, I moved out at like, I think 19. But uh, I would prep that food and I would just eat to a tea every single day. I never missed. And to this day, I use that term, like I don't miss because like I'm dedicated with the food to a certain extent, but I still admire the people that, are like traveling with that cold ass food. Yeah. Do you think, do you think some of the guys now don't maybe stay as regimented because maybe there's all these new different condiments Techniques. out well, and there's dude, every, sugar every, free things. Yeah. And, but people, people are like, Oh, I'm going to take a, on a cheat meal or like cheat meals didn't exist. Like, yeah, that's the crazy thing. Like we didn't have, I guess you'd have a day possibly that people would say, oh, I remember I'd order a pizza like every Sunday or something just to do it. But like now everyone's like, well, I need a high calorie day or whatever. And they just eat bur like burgers and fries. And there's just so many, like there's Chick-fil-A. I know people talk about that. Like when I say I never had a Kentucky fried chicken, never had Taco Bell, never had Chick-fil-A. I mean, how boring is that? But I, that's the truth. You are boring. I know. <laughs> I mean, I've never had these things, and people say, "Why?" I said, "Because I'm afraid I'll like them." You know what? When we go to, when we go to Cheesecake Factory. You get chicken and rice yeah, yeah. there too. It's like, what's wrong with you, man? They make plain. So anyone that goes to Cheesecake Factory, you can get yeah. white rice and you can get grilled chicken breast. They will make it for yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's just what it is. I mean, not to yeah. dude. You know, I'll have my yeah. cheesecake or yeah. You've seen me eat bad stuff. I mean, yeah. we went to we went to eat. The other day, and I had a burger and fries from uh, Skinny Fats. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, you did. Yeah, one Which of the good. Rare. That's a good thing, you know. Vegas, we have so many restaurants. So like, do you do you think that the guys nowadays, guys and women too, where they there's so many different food choices out there that weren't there when you were competing. Yes. You didn't have twenty different flavors of sugar free barbecue sauce and sugar free no. this and this and this and that. like do you think that matters? I don't know the if physique? the condiments because I don't know what people put on their food, but listen, bro, like you overeat. I know I do. Like I've gone through that overeating portion. I I'm not saying like like bodybuilding is healthy. It can be healthy, but I didn't always do it healthy. Yeah. I did it I feel 
smarter than some people, but at the same time, like there's no question I overtook drugs and I over ate food. And I told you, I got way bigger than I wanted to be, but there is a healthy way to bodybuild, meaning like you don't have to be on stage competing at the highest level, right? Of course. Um, and if you are at the highest level, can you do it safely? I think you can. I think mm -hmm. you can, but you just, you may not be first at the yeah. Open Mr. Olympia. Yeah. I can't speak on the classic men's physique, bikini. Like, I'm not in those divisions. I don't know what these people do. You might know better than me, yeah. but... Like, you have to, you don't know. Like, you're not inside people. I mean, we talk about people who, oh, is he natural or not? Like you said, who really cares? But at the same time, he fucking looks good, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if he's, whatever he is, there's a lot of people out there that are not natural that don't look as good as him. So whatever he's doing, it's working. So I mean, there's so many athletes that just, I mean. Some people, you know what it comes down to, and I've always said this, some people are just genetically better than others. And look that's the, look that's at the Shannon truth. Sharp, bro. He's what fifty four. Unbelievable. Shredded, and but but he he's also a trifecta athlete. Yeah. Shannon Sharp is on. He eats the a same game. thing yeah. every day. Yeah, you know, he'll eat egg but whites. He works out. He works out twice a day. He eats egg whites mm -hmm. and and fruit and this and this and and he gets food delivered and he eats the same thing every day and he works out every day. And See, that's I, why he looks I like admire he those people. So when you ask like. Who's a positive influence on me? I, I mentioned all these. I mean, I follow it all. I mean, mm -hmm. am I impressed with the strength athletes as much? Like if a guy can bench a lot? Yeah. I mean, if he's an athlete, shit. I mean, it's a, it's a, crazy this guy feat. Chubbs that is the running back for the Browns. Like he, he was like, he squats like almost 700 or something. It's insane. It's crazy. Like he's a running back. Yeah. Like in the national football league, like he's just like super strong. You can tell, I mean, he's, built too but i mean on, on, a, guys, on a totally different tip since we're talking about athletes bill russell passed away yesterday yeah it's crazy and you're a celtics yeah. guy so what is that what did that yeah sad man i mean he was he's the man i mean he was yeah he's the greatest winner yeah. in american sports history not even sports history period yeah every every nba finals he's there and giving out the trophy and yep at 88 yeah, you know, it's crazy when you really research him and you see what he went through, too. And, and I always said this, like, he paved the way for the game he today. Did. Yeah. And, and it, not even that, even with the civil rights stuff and when Muhammad Ali wasn't going to go fight because he said nobody in Vietnam ever harmed me. And, you know, him and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Martin Luther King and all them went and had their, I think it was in Cleveland, they had the, that sit down. But, yeah, he, he paved the way. And at the end of the day, I mean, 11 titles. Huge figurehead. I mean, we that's that's the thing is like we only see what's here today, and we don't. Yeah. I mean, people still talk about like Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. But you know, can you imagine LeBron's legacy when he's finished? I mean, there's there's certain people that are going to have a legacy forever. I mean, Larry Bird is respected, obviously. Robert Parish, um, but they're not Bill Russell. Yeah. No. Same thing when you look at the Lakers. You know, Kobe's going to have that, but Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is yeah. going to always have Magic. that too. Magic's always going to have. There's certain people. Yeah. But Bill Russell's always going to be, he's always going to be in that top echelon of name recognition. Maybe not statistically, because obviously, I mean, he won a lot of titles back then, but he had superior teams and there wasn't as many teams back then. And I know you'll hear people joke and go, guys were way smaller back then when they played. Oh, the average guy. He was average, a big dude. The man. average center was 6'10 and a half. Yeah. They're an inch taller now, 50 years later. You know, I mean, he went against Wilt Chamberlain, who's probably one of the greatest physical specimens yeah. ever to play the sport. So 
I think it was just seeing that he passed. We all knew it was going to come before long because he's been, I mean, I remember seeing him when I was in a kid, seeing him on TV yeah. and he was old then. So 88 years old. And, but yeah, I just figured I'd bring that up just because you're a Celtics guy and he was the Celtic. You know? Yeah. And the Celtics had a phenomenal season last year and, yeah. you know, they made it all the way and obviously didn't, uh, didn't achieve the, what they could have set out to do, but no. I don't know. I haven't, uh, you know, growing up, I used to wear all my Celtics gear. Like I had the shorts and I had the Larry Burge, you know, Jersey and all that. And I don't uh, see you wearing Celtics stuff anymore. Yeah. No, I have, I have stuff. I have, you know, I have my greens. I pulled them out a little bit when they were in the playoffs and whatever, but a lot of, it's really hard being on the West coast and being a Celtics fan, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like being a Patriots. Like if I'm not necessarily a, a Patriots fan, but I, I mean, I was a Tom Brady fan. How can you not be a fan of, Hey, but, like if I tell people here, especially the Raiders, like now are like the thing out here, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to be a West Coast guy and be an East Coast uh, fan. You know, when I was younger, I was football. I was more of a fan of of teams. But as you get older, mm-hmm. I just like seeing greatness. So I like watching certain players play because they bring a level of greatness. It's that like the Russell Westbrook and the LeBron mm-hmm. and the and the Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee, the, the guys that just they put on a show and they give it their all and just watching it. Same thing in sport. You know, who doesn't want to see Tom Brady play? What is he, 44 and he's still smoking? 45. To 45. And for the same birthday as me, bro. Wow. When did you get to send him a birthday card? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to also Celsius. I want to <laughs> yeah. say thank you, Celsius, because obviously they sponsor our channel. But at the same time, huge, huge day for Celsius yeah. uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah, they signed, from what I understand, they signed a distribution deal with Pepsi. Yeah, Pepsi so, Co. Which invested means, 500 million to their which means you're going to see it everywhere and i'm drinking i'm drinking this cola which i i think i've talked about before yeah this is a flavor i didn't never knew existed and yeah. you're like oh i'm drinking this cola. i'm like wait a minute they have yeah. like a cola send that shit to me because yeah. at first they only sent like a couple flavors yeah and i wish you guys could see the stack we have over here but uh <laughs> like a you know, brick wall <laughs> we want to thank we want to thank also uh you guys if you haven't tried a celsius you can grab it anywhere really well especially now <laughs> yeah uh so make sure you guys grab it but if you're a, a fan of any cola flavors which i think a lot of people yeah. who drink pop uh make sure you guys try the Celsius. you called it pop that's like a midwest thing and well people call it pop soda yeah. whatever you yeah. know but man we 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 live for our celsius not everyone that walks be, in here i know we come in here and everyone <laughs> walks in i'm like man what the case goes out this way yeah. four cans of, the male guy comes through and he grabs a couple they're like hey all right well and celsius has been a, been a big player man we just came back from american fit expo and yeah, they had a big the booth sponsor. there and yeah so shout out to malik and the crew over there we were there uh was it two, two weeks ago now or it was, la- was it last no not last week and the weekend before okay and uh you know it was good to get back because we had two-year hiatus no, it was last weekend okay oh, what am i thinking god no I'm like, well, no, it, not this past weekend because I had my charity camp. I'll talk about oh, that in right. a minute, but yeah, yeah. it was the weekend before. So, yep. so Houston uh, American Fit Expo uh, was awesome. Like, we had a great, great uh, yeah. reception there. The fans came out in abundance. Uh, you know, a lot of the top players were there. Yeah, that was the, the that was, it would have been the seventh one if we didn't have the two year break, but that was the fifth one. And, the first one was in 2016 at that small little Marriott in the Woodlands. In the Woodlands, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's just cool to see it grow. And obviously there wasn't one for two years because of COVID. And now this is our first one back. And there's a lot of the big names are there from 
you to Dana Lynn to Big Boy to Regan. Jay yeah, man, I got to shoot a video with Dana Lynn. I think it's on her YouTube channel right that? now. It's a pretty awesome, man. I, you know, dude, she just honestly, like, I'm motivated, <laughs> but she actually fucking trains. Yes, she does. You guys got to see this. Watch this video because she just, like, she wanted to keep going. And I'm like, yeah. this is, remember, we, I think I trained fasted and I had got in, I got in late Friday. You trained in the morning on Sunday. Yeah. So I did yeah. the expo all day Saturday and it went, I was there way longer than Hour I planned. Half. Yes. Yeah. They, they were like shut down and I was still lining people up. And I think we just chilled on Saturday night and then we got up super early on Sunday and we went to a local gym um, who took great care of us. And uh, we were able to film, and you know, it was her film guy was great too. By the way, he mm-hmm. he did a great job. He just kind of captured, but man, she kept going. Man, we did chest and triceps, and like, dude, she kept. Like, so I was shocked. Like, she grabbed the sixties on the flat, and you know, you train with me all yeah. the time, so I usually go seventy, and I maximum go to eighty, eighty-five. I really, yeah. I could go higher, but I don't Before. go over. I do everything twelve reps. And she grabbed the 60s, bro, and she was like, okay, I'm going to do 10. And I'm like, what? And I'm watching her chest, you know, and it's kind of crazy to train with a girl because, you know, she wears, like, basically you can show her whole physique. And, like, she was going, going, and it's, like, set after set. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. And she's like, well, let's do one more exercise. I'm like, really? (laughs) So what does she do in Montana? Like, just train. She trains, man. Like. You know, it's funny. And this is another one, okay, that looks the part Yeah, all the time. Yes. Everybody would always say, she's on drugs, she's on drugs. She doesn't look any different now than she did when yeah. she competed. She's not as treaded, and, but some people, that's just how they are. You know, she's not, she's not as big as she was because she only eats twice a day now. She used to eat six, seven times but a day. But it's crazy that she can train like she did, and then we did tries and whatever, and she like, I mean, dude, she grabbed the... I mean, she put 25s on each side of the bar, and, like, we, yep. she was doing skull crushers, and I'm yeah. like, damn, like, she's we do 39. 25 and 10. Yeah. So just just think of it like this, a couple stories. One, I had her train with Regan at Gold's Gym, and this was at, during the LA Fit Expo. They went through a full back workout where Regan was done. And at the very end, Rob's like, all right. And she's like, well, I'm going to go train back with Rob now, too. So no she, way. Yes. So she went and filmed with Regan, filmed everything, trained it, and then when did back again. Now, coming into this American Fitness Expo, Rob didn't come with. And this is, he, he was recording yeah, an album. This is, I know what you're going to tell me right so now. Yeah. She said to me, I'm going to come, but I'm coming to film and I want to train with people. So and she gave me a list of people she wanted. And the one day she trained in the morning with Kristen Nunn at, at Hunter Labrada's gym. She's she impressive then, too, by the way. She is absolutely. Then she drove to Alpha Land, trained with Hani. She did legs with Crystal or Kristen, trained shoulders with Hani, came back, ate, and then we went back to Hunter's gym and she trained legs again with Yurishna and kept up with her. So she trained three times in one day. I'm like, how are you? Like at the very end of these sets, like they got six plates on the on the leg press and Yurishna's and Dana's doing it with her. The whole so three times in one day, and then she went to sleep, woke up, and trained with you. So four times in a less than twenty four hours. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, she was like, was I fun. was like, oh, I, for the first time, 
I trained with someone where I'm like, fuck, I want to stop, but I'm, I can't because I'll look like a pussy, you know? <laughs> we will so, send this to her. I'm yeah, so she'll love this because I'm like, damn, like we're doing another split. Luckily for triceps, it was like two movements. Yeah. So I was like, oh, thank God. Because like I just wanted to get back to the hotel and have food because I knew it was going to be a lengthy day. And by the way, Sunday, I stayed and they were tearing booths down and I was still doing meet and greet there. Yeah. So I want to thank everyone because they waited a long time. It was hour and three, a half each Yeah, time. it was a three-hour wait for a lot of people. And it was a great experience. And I know the expos are a little different. I, I would honestly say, like, they are crazy busy for me, but I think the attendance is still a little down. I think people are still a little conscious about coming out. I think yeah. the economy affects people. I know right yeah. now we're going through somewhat of a – people are a little conscious about how they're spending funds, but – you know, I encourage anyone to come out if there's an opportunity to, to look for motivation. I ask everyone, like, that's the one thing, and, and people will love this because they know what I ask. Why did you come to this? And a lot of it is for motivation. They're facing challenges, and they're like, I yeah. just wanted to get out. A lot of people drove far, you know, five yeah. hours, three hours. So it was a huge success. Um, we have a lot of other stuff coming up, uh, expos. But, yeah, you I was going to say, what do you have going on? What's next weekend well, for you? The next one, I'm off this, this coming weekend. Um, I'm probably going to take a few days and do something for my birthday just to get away. I want actually want to go to the zoo, so we're talking about maybe going to San Diego to the zoo. Uh, I love going to the zoo. It's like the third time I think I go. I, th I think I have like two free passes in my email somewhere. Really? The Fit Expo bought me wow. for the San Diego Fit Expo like three years ago for my birthday, and I'm like, like, we got you some tickets to go to the zoo for your birthday. I'm like... How many of time I got this? I, event I, love, the whole weekend. I love going to the zoo. So, um, the next thing is the Jay Cutler uh classic Virginia. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have the show out there. I'm putting that on. That is in Richmond, it's on the 13th of August. The 20th, I'm at Goliath Nutrition, it's in Lincoln, Nebraska. I have a meet and greet there. And then the 27th, I'm doing the Tracy Ironworks, uh, it's in Tracy, California, the Ironworks gym. So, I'm going to fly in and fly out for that. It's outside, like, I think I fly to Fred. In the Fresno, Fresno or Sacramento, I think, Sacramento, yeah. one of those I think Fresno. So, uh, and then, you know, we roll into September, which, you know, we, we are talking about the Arnold UK, but we have a lot of bodybuilding shows coming up that we want to cover. We do plan to bring in Milos to do the wrap-up of... After, probably after Tampa. Uh, Tampa's this weekend, right? Yeah, Tampa's, Tampa's, no. Tampa's, yes. Tampa's this weekend, yes, right. and next weekend is Texas. Yes, so... So maybe after Texas, we'll have... I Milos. mean, I'm seeing, like, Andrew Jack's doing Texas. I know Steve Kukulow's doing it. Um, I know that, you know, there's some other faces that are probably popping in there too. So we're going to have some there's, good, there's a who, lot who's, of shows. who's doing Tampa. Do we know or Kam I know Kamal's. Oh, that's doing right. It. Kamal. Kamal. So Kamal out of two twelve, he's who, doing, open. he was the two twelve former Mr. Olympia. Yep. Um, and who, he gets stupid shredded. He's around two twenty five, I heard, mm -hmm. and he's ready to compete and he's going to actually do the open for the first time, uh, in this on the U.S. territory, he lives yeah. in he lives in Tampa, so yeah, he's going to do the Tampa Pro. It should be pretty exciting to see that. And you know, what do you think about all these two twelve guys going to open? I mean, I, mean, I, I think we're going to see Lunsford. By the way, if you guys want to ask my opinion, I think Lunsford's going to do open. He should. He should. He, he was big. I mean, you saw him in Houston, right? He was in yeah. He was in Houston with us, and I had breakfast with him each morning, and. He's big as a house. Honey, don't get mad at me for that, but I think uh, he, he should, should do the he should I mean, look, the, I'm not saying whatever him and Honey decide is what they decide, but I know I might get flamed for this, but I think he'd be in the first call out. I know, but what does that do what does that do for the 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 aura of the two twelve title when you have a Chupin, 
you have a William Bonick. You have uh, Lunsford if he leaves and goes, does open. And you have now Kamal. You have Sean Clarita. Sean won a show. Yes, so he's qualified for both. Yep. What does that do? I mean, look, it, it there are certain people that are always going to be in that range. And, to, and listen, to Flex was going to go to open. Flex was going to go to open. There are certain people that they're going to be good around that range. And there are certain people that are that big. And as they progress, they just outgrow it. And that's just no different if you're amateur and you just keep getting bigger and bigger. You know what's crazy is everyone seems that did the 212. We always hear they look their best at around 225. Yeah. You notice that? Because they got a pull I heard muscle. It, I heard it about flex. Yeah. Uh, Kamal's in that situation right now. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about Clarita because he's probably under the 212 weight because of his height, right? Yeah. He's like right around 190. Okay. But all these guys, I mean, I don't, Lunsford's, I mean, he's got to be big. bigger. He's got to be bigger than 225. He, he stood, to look he right stood on, he stood on the scale at that, the guy that came up to you and he was like 257 or yeah. something like that. And he's not, he's, and I he's wonder lean. what, I wonder what Bonnick weighs on stage. Have we ever known what his weight I'm guessing, is? I'm guessing, I'm guessing. He's a lot bigger than when he yeah, used yeah, to be doing yeah. the, the 212. I'm but. guessing. But you know, look, if let's, let's, I'm going to make this up. Let's say they move the, the weight from 212 to 220. Well, then what's going to happen is guys are going to look crazy at 230 and they're going to suck down and make that weight yeah. because there's a lot of people that, you know, maybe the guys that are 230 in the open would, would pull down. But I mean, look, you're, you're always going to have certain people that, 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 that need to outgrow it. Like Flex did it for seven years and I'm assuming he pulled a lot of muscle off, but he chose to do that where William, he couldn't have stayed in the 212. He just couldn't. Look at how big he is now. I mean, Derek, I don't think can stay there. I mean, that's just my opinion. I didn't ask him anything. Yeah, listen, it's going to be a super competitive. This Olympia dude is going to be. And I, listen, I'm going to talk about something. I know what you're going to say because yeah. I was going to bring it up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Michael Crizzo. Yes. He so is, you saw him in person. He's the real deal. Okay. So I'm going to go on record right now and tell you guys if this guy wins his pro card in the IFBB pro league. Yes. Because he's still an amateur. He's an amateur. So he's going to do the amateur prog. Prog, and then hopefully do a pro the next day. Okay. If he, I feel he can win the amateur, he can win the pro, and he can get instant qualification for this year's Mr. Olympia. Okay. He's going to be a big problem. Yeah. Okay. He is 100% legit. And I know people are going to say, well, his back. His back is not that bad. I mean, he's got a great package. Um, dude. He's got the size. He's got the width, and that's where he can be a very dangerous for a lot of. He these seems people. very round. Yes, but he's got the width. Like yeah. he's wide, and I think you know with some improvements, like everything is there in his condition. I mean, you see the most muscular is crazy, but that doesn't tell the yeah. whole story. But the arms are huge. The delts. I mean, he's got it all. The legs. I mean, he's got he's got a good physique. If he can put it together and you know, get the qualification and, uh, you know, get the pro status. I mean, he's going to be a big problem, man. He is for real. So this this year, hypothetically, we could have two or three guys stepping up there. If a Derek goes up who's never been there, if an Andrew Jack makes it, and if this Crizzo guy can turn pro and make it, like we could have a new blood really. Nah, and, and, you know, with Walker and Hunter, who both kind of sat like on the sidelines to compete, solely for the Olympia. I've done that before, and I've uh -huh. improved. I think Hunter is going to be much improved. I think Walker will be improved. Mm -hmm. I see Ian, like, he's if he can get some more detail, like, I see him. He's definitely made improvements. Um, you know, Bonnick, obviously, he had 
you know, the issue, he had some surgery and whatever. He's going to, like, he's a front runner. Yeah. You know, you still got Brandon, who's a full force. You got Hottie Chupin that got, gosh knows what he's doing. And, of course, Big Rami, who's the champ. Dude, this top 10 is going to be sick. And Samson. Sam, yeah, Samson. But he's 320. I right mean, now. you got Charles Griffin. You got a month. So There's many guys, guys that, that are in great condition. This may be. And I know, and I know people are going to say just because I manage him. Regan's a mm-hmm. 296 pounds right now, and he's he's still lean. He's yeah. never been this big in his life, so he's but putting there, the weight. But on. there's a hell of a hell of a lineup for this Olympia, and yeah. I'm only talking about the open. And we're division. not even talking about Sergio. We're not talking about Kuklo. We're not talking about. I mean, I mean Mo Shaban qualified. There, I saw know, him in Venice too when I was out Raphael there. Raphael from Brazil. Yeah, he's, he's there. Lot, Nathan yeah. Diasha. He hasn't been on the Olympia stage. Yeah, which we see. We forget year. about Nathan because yeah. he hasn't been because over of, in the states yeah. competing, and he'll be at the Olympia. This so year. that's a name that I'm totally leaving out. That was top six before, right? He was seven, top seven, seven. Yeah, his first two. Yeah. So I mean, you can't count these people. Can you imagine this lineup, bro? It's, it's going to be, be crazy. It's going to be an, an interesting. Uh, and if this Crizzo guy can get in the mix, bro, I'm telling you, he's uh, he's the real deal. So. I'm excited. It's uh, it's going to be one of the most competitive Olympias in and years, then, and so, it's back in Vegas, which is actually better. So. And I actually, you know, this last week, uh, the Olympia crew is out here, and I went and got to, you know, go see. Tell the, me about the theater a little bit. I went to get, I've never been in that theater before. Yeah, it's, I went for uh, the Miss America contest. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable the way it's set up. Like, it's going to be, in my opinion, the best setup you could ever have for a bodybuilding show. It, it's going to be. Is it limited seating? I want to say it's thousand or three thousand or seven thousand because okay. they have a second balcony mm-hmm. so i think it's somewhere i want to say 6, five thousand i want to say five thousand i think it was five thousand on the bottom and if they open okay. it up it can go higher but so i got to see that which is pretty cool and then um this next weekend i'm here this weekend and then next weekend i'm going to go to colorado for brian shaw classic which he's got 37 competitors this time he's got all the top guys in the world even more than what the world's strongest man had so I'm looking forward to that. It's in the Pepsi. I think it's in the Pepsi Center um, in, uh, in Denver. I just commented on his trifecta post this morning. Yeah. And he mentioned something about trifecta being a sponsor for it. And I said, good luck. And yeah, they're, the, they're the, the, his main sponsor for the sh- event in uh, trifecta and rogue. I think trifecta and rogue. And yeah, he's given away some stuff and, and he just wanted to do something to give back. So I'm looking forward to that. It's always fun getting around him because he's. What's the nice date guy. on that? It's uh, with the. 12th i think the same day can you attend that event or yeah yeah okay. i think it i think it's like i think it's three thousand seating um and they stream it live and it's uh it's just a cool event because brian and his family are such good people too and you yeah, see how hard guy. they work and his kids are you know i remember the first time i saw his kids they were real timid but now they see me and now they're now we're friends we're excited, yeah. so they get so it's nice getting to see you know brian and carrie and their kids and and his whole family's there, and, and it's it's a good event. So I'll I'll go up probably Friday afternoon and stay there Friday Saturday, and you know come home Sunday. So we look forward to that. But well, good man. Well, l- listen, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, I want to shout out to uh, you know like once again Celsius, and uh, you know thank you guys for all your loyal support with the uh, with the podcast. We're getting up there, and uh, we're getting closer to the big four zero and uh, episode. Catch now. your age, yeah. And, uh, you know, we do have some some cool stuff coming up. Uh, make sure you guys check out some of the merch on Jay Cutler's shop. We have a couple items available here. We have the bobbleheads still, a few left. Um, and, of course, the uh, signature T-shirt. And uh, we'll be uh, looking forward to the next episode and uh, yeah. with the news of the bodybuilding. We want to shout out to our, to our USA champion. 
because he's actually going to do Tampa. Did you know Is that? He? Yes. Uh, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. So the USA's, um, you know, we had a lot of people we knew competing in that. And, yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't know a whole lot of people competing this time around. So it was, it was different. It was, it was, it was on the strip this time yeah. for the first time. And usually it was at UNLV. So it was nice. Shout out to Tamer and Tarek. Always taking care of us and went over there and supported their event like we always do. And just, you know, you get to see everybody, all the, the main Steve. Yeah, it's pretty cool that now, you know, you can qualify and somebody's, there's so many pro shows that you can jump right in. This wasn't the case back in you know, the era. Well, you you know, know, when Derek Lunsford won, That's right. he, did, he Tampa, did Tampa and yeah. he won the 212. Oh, he did? Yeah. He, he, quali- he turned wow. pro, qualified, and then got, what, second or third in his first Olympia behind Flex wow. 2018. Yeah. I remember that because he went from, he was smaller and he built his way up and then I think he won that light heavies or heavies. He won the overall and then went to Tampa. Yeah. Boom. Won the 212 right out the gate and it's been history since. Yeah, it's pretty so, crazy. Well, until episode 39, we'll be next. Shout out to uh, to everyone. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, share. Uh, make sure you guys definitely comment and uh, tell me what you guys think about. We, t- we covered a lot of topics with uh, professional bodybuilding. Um, who's coming to Olympia? That's a big question. Yeah, and then you got also say happy birthday to Jay. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> if you, are we, can you see the hat? Over, I don't know if we can see the hat, but. Watch this. Yeah, maybe we can show. Uh, when I walked in the office this morning, uh, we had Taylor, who's, oh, yeah, there's the hat right there. There's our Celsius fridge. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jay. Shout out uh, for episode 38. We're out. Thank you, guys. <laughs>